Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin, and coming at you tonight, we are going to be talking conference realignment, pro tops, Western's uh, basketball preview, because they've got an exhibition game coming up, and we will also be talking about football this week, playing Charlotte, and last week against FIU. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. And I've got all three guys in here tonight. We got Alex, Jared, and Matt. Hope y'all are ready for this. It's gonna go off the rails real quick. (laughs) So confident. Just calling it now. Just calling it now. That's all good. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, winners and losers this week. I guess we'll just do our roundtable style. Alex, what do you got, bud? All right. Well, first of all, I would just like to say it feels good to be back. I haven't really taken an absence other than just writing articles for the tire rack. But whenever I can, whenever we have work breaks and whatnot i will join the podcast more and more so just happy to be back for all the listeners yes winners would have to be all the western fans that pay attention to football as mike white finally started his first nfl game being the first western quarterback in history to start an nfl game well start an nfl game which will be this sunday against the bengals he had to come in relief for Zach Wilson, who is missing about two to four weeks for a knee injury, despite them signing Joe Flacco, which I assume is probably just for mentor development in case things are already going off the rails for the Jets, which honestly, what's worse than the Jets record right now? What's worse? Uh, conference realignment, but anyway. <laughs> Did you say the Lions? <laughs> no, no, no. I said conference realignment, but yeah. Oh, uh, I think I was Jared in the background if he said that. No, I said the Dolphins are worse, arguably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Titans still got beat by the Jets. That's all I'm saying. And it's crazy because we just beat the Bills and the Chiefs back-to-back. So, still, I'm happy, but at the same time, we really lost to the Jets. We really lost to Zach Wilson. I'm not <laughs> happy about that to this day. So and the loser, Yes. And the losers will have to be... Just a conference realignment situation because we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes other than the fact that we're projected to go to this conference or we're projected to stay. So it's just a little, little iffy at the moment, and I'm kind of getting frustrated just like everybody else. Yeah, you're you're not alone there, I'll tell you that. Uh, Jared, what do you got? So, I mean, other than Mike White, the biggest winner right now is me because I just made the greatest bowl of chili I think I've ever had. It was super good. What I did is instead of doing, like, ground beef, screw that. I just actually cooked a steak and cooked it. Like, I just pan-fried it with, like, Cajun seasoning and with, like, chopped the onions up with it and cooked it, which I could have made a meal just out of that. But then, like, I added that into the chili. It was really spicy, a lot of extra powder, a lot of curry powder as well, some hot sauce sprinkled in there with some Amish cheddar cheese on top, and it was delicious. Smoked cheddar cheese. It was super-duper good. I wish Why I could try it. Why is it so spicy? Man, that's good. I, like I need to spice. take notes about the pan-frying the steak. Like, the last time I did chili, which we just got, like, 
a couple of Boston butts and just threw it in the crock pot. But I'm definitely going to try the pan frying method before yeah, we go. Yeah, like I cooked the steak with like all the seasoning and uh, the onions as well. And then I just sliced all of the steak up after it was done and added it to the chili and it was delicious. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and as far as losers, I mean, still the Dolphins until the end of time. So, nothing new. <laughs> you should be used to that, right? I mean, I like, year in, year out. Um, I mean, the one consistent yeah. thing in my life is the Dolphins being horrible. Well, at least there's consistency there. Yeah. At least uh, the NBA is back. At least well, you got the Pacers. I mean, so. The Pacers aren't that much better. They're 1 in 3 right now. But it's whatever. So, NASCAR Matt, what's your winners and losers? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, from the interstate, baby. Hey, Shout yeah, out man. to Mumfordville. Hey, uh, there you go. Yeah, about to come up on it. Anyway, is my audio good? Y'all can hear me fine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, just checking. All right, anyway, um, my winner is my Atlanta Braves. Go Bravos. In the World Series, first time since '99. Uh, I remember it, and it was—it's been a depressing time. And uh, they're back, so I'm excited. Up one nothing. Uh, they play tonight. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd have to look that anyway. up. Anyway, I do. think they do because my fiance is a huge Braves fan, being from Georgia. So the game two is tonight. Yeah, I just got everything set. to record on days later and stuff and I'm still like screaming at the TV and whatever and it happened like three or four days ago but anyway <laughs> go Braves um, <laughs> hey listen I'm I'm in the Olympics uh, let's see I'm in I'm well into August now so I've only got like 140 episodes of the Olympics to go so oh man you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna, no spoilers no spoilers yeah, no spoiler alerts no there. Spoilers. Uh, so, I guess the big thing we're going to talk about real quick. Yeah, man. And then, um, Alex, and then my, my loser. Hey, man. Oh, oh, sorry. Hey, Dale. Go, go, go. Yeah. Man, I got to get this off my chest about this loser. Okay. All right. So, all right. My loser is the driver of the number five Bowling Green City uh, school bus. <laughs> Listen, all right, I'm in I'm in traffic uh, on Campbell Lane, and I'm stopped at the light, and this bus is behind me. And I'm trying to get over and whatever, and I can't. And so I'm stuck in light. I'm going to go down one road and turn around, whatever. I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I get rammed in the back by this freaking bus. He just oh rolls God. up on me. I've got a neck contusion from this guy going three miles an hour into my back end. Jeez. And, wow. You know, no damage or whatever, but number five, Bowling Green, uh, independent schools, screw you. <laughs> he didn't even stop. He didn't even check, like, you know, he just kept driving. And I could tell he was intentionally driving slow, hoping I wouldn't slow down enough to get his number. Got his number. Coming from one five. number. <laughs> At least you're reporting it, right? going down. Anyway. That's I hilarious. Was that's hilarious, man! <laughs> oh my gosh! So, did it tear the car up? No, I didn't do anything. I, I got out and checked it, and I mean, he he just tapped it. It's fine. I think okay. it was because my neck, like my neck, might be a little messed up, but it's not. <laughs> I'm fine. 
I think there's a bone the in there that gets. Yeah, there's. A, yeah, well, yeah. I imagine there's a big old bus that comes in. I got hit by a bus this week. Yeah, that's what you should have led with. Um, <laughs> so, Jared, you have talked a little bit about uh, the exhibition game and the season preview on the Tower Rack this week. Do you want to go over a little bit of that? Yeah, so, folks, basketball season is here. It unofficially starts Monday with that exhibition game against Campbellsville, who we ought to rip to shreds, which we would hope so. I mean, I know they're the Tigers, but I mean, it's not. I hope they still have that one random tall guy with, like, the mullet. (laughs) <laughs> they, they have some characters on the Campbellsville's team but yeah I mean coming at you Monday I mean I just basically went over like the schedule looking over it I mean I think it's a really good schedule for the guys this year for sure I mean playing Louisville at home in Diddle that's, that's still one of my favorite environments I'd ever been in since oh, yeah. 2014 when Louisville was number four like we were the biggest lead we had was like three points. We were TJ Price made a three to make it seven four at the beginning of the game, and I thought the freaking roof was gonna collapse. I wish it would have because we would have won. <laughs> but I mean, we only lost by nine that game. But it was such a fun environment. Of course, Rick Pitino and Ray Harper getting into it. I mean, I, I still think about that every now and then. That was so funny. Montrezl until Montrezl Harrell yeah, happened. Yeah, that whole incident was crazy. Yeah, and of course, uh, we'll be playing in that Asheville championship thing uh, against uh, shoot, I mean, potentially South Carolina and Princeton. But there's another team we'll start off against. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. It flew out of my brain. We've played them before. It didn't end very well when we played them at Minnesota. So hopefully, this will be a little more neutral, a little more even turf. We also uh, got Memphis right after the yeah tournament too in Memphis against yeah. Penny Hardaway. So that should be a fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a really good game. I can feel it. I just hope it is. I mean, I know there's a lot, a lot of new players. I think it's nine new players, a lot of them wow. being tra- transfers. But, I mean, I think Keith Williams is going to be one of the best players we've had in a long time. I'm that's hoping, the Cincy transfer, right? Yeah, yeah he, he's a real deal. And uh, also, I mean, with Zion Harmon, too, he's like the top prospect in the state of Kentucky. There's, he's been hyped up for over four years now. I want to see how he does and actually plays and see if he can be what he has been in high school. But, I mean, obviously it's a lot different. Of course, Jamarion Sharp, he's probably the one I want to see play the most. He's going to be the tallest player in the NCAA this season. So all he has to do is just put his arms straight above his head, and then that's all he has to do on defense, really. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to shoot over him. At least that will be good on inbound situations, having someone like him to – you have to inbound to get someone that's 7'5". So uh, there's going to be a lot of good key, key pieces. After losing the conference title the past three years, I'm ready for some new people. I'm just at this point like clean house. But, I mean, we still have Anderson. And Davion McKnight, he'll still be pretty good. And Luke Frampton, too. He's going to be your big three-point threat. As well as Darius Miles, he's uh, another one that I think is really interesting. I think he's the Maryland transfer. He's like 6'8", 230. And uh, he's a good uh, two-way player. And he can also shoot the three really well, too. So having like a bigger forward that's consistent from deep is going to be a really good asset to the team as well. But, I mean, that's just kind of the gist of it. I mean, a lot of new players just kind of going over the schedule and just, yeah, just your basic stuff so you actually know who all these new people are once you see them take the court on Monday. Yeah, definitely check out that article. Jared put a lot of work into it. Um, 
Another name you didn't mention, but I'm kind of looking forward to is Isaiah Cozart. Um, let's he finally actually gets get to, to play. <laughs> yeah, get to see how this kid's going to do uh, coming into his junior year. Um, I guess Jared kind of wanted us to do this a little bit, and uh, I'll start with Alex. How do you think this season is going to go? Like, what's your bold, bold prediction for the year? Yes, what's your bold prediction here? I'm just going to be really bold because if no other season this has happened, this has to be the season just because we've done really good with transfers and whatnot and then signees. Like, this is the year we're going to get that conference title. Like, there's honestly no excuse. We have a really good big man depth. Like I said, Sharp is the tallest player in the country, so that's going to help. So it's like... We just got to learn to play to our strengths and not take Conference USA basketball lightly because we still got UAB. We still got North Texas. We still got Louisiana Tech. So it's like there's no excuse as to why we can't really get a conference title this year. Has to, or at least some form of a NCAA postseason appearance. We got something for now. Uh, or at least we got some teams to play for now. Uh, Matt, what's your bold prediction, bud? Um, I don't know. I was trying to think about this. I mean, I'm not really sure what to think about this team. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I haven't been on the podcast in a while to talk about basketball, but I'm definitely skeptical of whether Stansberry can get it done. Um, he, he brings in all this talent, and we, like you said, there's nine new players this year. There's always nine new players. Um, but, I mean, we have some pieces there, and we should have – we should have found a way already, but definitely I'm with what Alex said. You know, this year's the year um, at this point. Like, you get it done or go somewhere else is right. kind of where I'm at. Like, um, But honestly, I, I'm i not sure. Like, looking at the makeup of the league and all the transfers and stuff, it's such a – who knows what's actually going to happen. I guess my bold prediction – is that actually going to be in the opposite direction? I don't want to be this way, but I predict that we won't make it past the <laughs> semis of the tournament, and we won't make any postseason. Mm, yeah, I mean, sorry. Honestly, that I'm might just be most realistic. About Sandra, I just think we've got. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just I'm just skeptical of the guy. I mean, I want to see him get it done, but last year felt like the year to do it, and we found ways again. We had it in our hands and, and truly had it in our hands and screwed it up. Yep. Yep. Just like Jake used to say, you pee down your leg. Yeah. Yeah. And now we don't have Flavion. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, I think that might be a good thing, but you didn't hear me say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared, what's your bold prediction? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. See, Matt kind of stole my thunder because that's what I was going to say, that we wouldn't make the tournament at all. We wouldn't make any post-tournament. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a lot of a lot of variables and a lot of younger guys coming in. And I think it could be rough for a little while. I mean, if Western finishes, you know, above second place in the East, I'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, that's just – it just. Take. No, we'll be undefeated and lose in the tournament, quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean. I mean, our non-conference schedule is a little bit tougher 
this year. Yeah, still. for sure. Yeah, the way I see it is that I feel like if we're really horrible in the regular season, we might have a better shot in the conference tournament. But yet, if we just completely run the tables up until the conference tournament, we'll pee down our leg again and not get in the tournament. So does this include being ranked? Oh, I don't. I don't know if I go that far, but I mean. I just feel like every time when we're predicted to do bad, we do good. And every time we're predicted to win the tournament, we just pee down our leg and not get it done. So, I mean, I kind of agree with you guys. But I still think that either we'll be in the tournament or we will lose before the conference title game. We're not going to lose another top conference title game. If we get there, we're going to win. And if we don't, then, I mean, obviously we can't. Which, but, I mean, it's like what you guys are saying. I mean. We might yeah. not be good enough. It just depends on how the rest of the conference looks, as well as all these new pieces. I mean, you can't just, oh, yeah, like that whistle blowing. You can't just <laughs> magically put it together. Yes. Thanks, um, NBA 2K. Yes. I, I will say, I think it's hilarious. We've got Jared posted a little graphic with the schedule, and there's only one game that's actually the time is determined. Yeah, I mean, it'll. there's, the, there's more TV <laughs> games out. I forgot to include that, but I mean, I'm just gonna no, it's forget it once I post the article, anyways, and be like, "Well, what channels the games on?" If you want to make the people at WBKO and uh, Bowling Green Daily News uh, do their job, always tweet them where the game is at. They love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's their favorite. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, do you want to talk a little pro tops for us? Sure. Other than, uh, like I said, Mike White finally getting some recognition, getting a good place, his Protops duo teammate, George Fant, has been getting a lot, a lot of praise from Jets fans and Jets personnel just for stepping in at the left tackle position after Makai Becton got injured and just playing lights out, which is kind of like one of the silver lines for this year's Jets team is like the O-line is not terrible, but they got the George fan effect, so I'm happy about that. Also, You're welcome, Jets. Yes, thank you, Jets. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would expect Devin Key to get a call up on the Chiefs defense soon because I don't know what's going on in Kansas City, but watching the Titans steamroll them 27-3 is just good, but also it's like, wow, where did this Chiefs team go like projected to go back into the AFC championship projected to go back to Super Bowl it's like that defense has a lot of missing pieces and if they just give Key a shot they won't regret it also Higby and Jack Doyle still doing her thing for tight end you Higby's getting a lot more production since Stanford Matt Stafford got traded to LA Carson Wentz is still Carson Wentz obviously he's gonna get some targets to Jack Doyle and one thing that I found that was very, very interesting, Forrest Lamp is now getting another opportunity to play in the NFL. He's just got signed to the New Orleans Saints on the practice squad, trying to get more offensive line depth as of last week. And pretty much like he might get a shot soon. Who knows? Uh, Iggy is still doing his thing on the Bears special teams. And also Deion Yelder is playing for Tom Brady now, which is very, very crazy to consider his pipeline. Like, he just went from winning a Super Bowl in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes to now potentially chasing another one with Tom Brady. So it's like, if that's possible, Yoder will be 
probably the only player in Western history to actually get two rings. So that would be a dope, honestly. That's wow, the wrap up for cool. Pro Tops. That's pretty cool. I I would love to see De- uh, Devin Key starting for the Chiefs. That would be amazing. Um, and then Dion Yelder, both favorites in my eyes as far as Western goes. So that'd be great for both of them. Um, How cool is the story with Yelder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. super cool. I mean, that, try I mean out, walk that's on pretty cool. To the NFL. Yeah, pretty cool. But for those of us who watched him play here at Western, like I had no doubt that he he had the potential to go pro. It was just if he if the if the NFL teams would pick him up, you know, if they would sign him as a free agent. And, and this has been a sorry, Devin. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And this has honestly been a down year for tight end production, just because Yelder was originally supposed to play for the Titans. He got signed, then he got waived in the offseason, and then randomly enough, he got picked up by the Buccaneers, which was a great move. Gronk is out indefinitely. O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid has been dealing with some injuries as well. So it's just this. It's like it's not too late for some of our guys to get a shot just because injuries, COVID list protocols, and down production, like this will definitely make – for what's already been an extraordinary season of my eyes, believe it or not. But it'll be just great just for Western players to get in and also just more recognition as the football program is going up or to be like, hey, you can still go to Western Kentucky and you can still be in the league. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I honestly love the fact that, like, I, I, I wish that, like, they would put guys who have been to the league, you know, on a – mural or something at, at the football stadium to show recruits, hey, these guys have gone pro. You, If you come here, you can too. On the new part. Hey, uh, the, uh, yeah, they already have on a yeah, new part. Yeah. Okay. It that. needs to be updated, but they already do have one on a yeah. new part. Yeah, I mean, they have that. <laughs> Where have you been, Devin? You got to come down here, daggummit. I said, I, I, said it was, I said it was a great idea that they had that. That's what I said. I'm, I'll backtrack a little bit. Uh, yeah, that would be that, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's been it's been forever and a day since I've actually been to a football game. So, and with a little one to chase around, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, but hey, we'll I talk a little conference. Yeah. What was that? Sorry about that. I had to sneeze. Uh, excuse me. Anyway, um, so conference realignment talk. So, the more time that goes by with no word, I don't know about the rest of you all, but I'm just like, it just depresses me to no end. The more the, the more days go by and we don't hear anything, I just, it just makes it feel worse and worse for me. And it was like Jared and I talked about last week, um, with all the teams leaving, there are, there would be five teams in Conference USA after this. And... I and of course there was a statement released earlier today, and essentially, like wh- from what I heard, that um, Western and MTSU were kind of holding out together. And it's like, why? Let them go down with the ship. Tell them you'll hold on on as you sit on top of that door. Just push them off into the ocean, dude. Yeah, <laughs> get them. I'm sorry, Middle. Yeah, I mean Diddle is. I, I mean Middle is nowhere near like. Who I want to tie my star to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to right. succeed. And if I leave middle in the dust, 
then so be it. They are. I mean, not they left us. They to. left us a year before we went Conference USA. Anyways, we didn't even leave to go to the Conference USA at the same time. So I don't know why we would want to go somewhere with them at the same time, other than right. The well, the only reason why I mean Ross brought this up is that uh, like the Mac, if they're looking to expand, they're not just going to pick one team. They're not just going to pick us. They're probably going to have to pick somebody else up too. And I don't know realistically who else they would pick up to go along with this. That would make sense. I mean, maybe middle. I mean, I could live with that if they come to the back as well. I just want to get the heck out of Conference USA before it dies at its tracks. This is, but my problem with this whole situation is, is middle does not have our resume. No, not at all. But they no. beat Michigan State in basketball, Devin. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing, and I'm sure uh, they still uh, talk about that. And they had 12 men on the field in the conference championship in football. Otherwise, we would have won! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And, of course, they're stuck with uh, their coach, so yeah. there's that, too. Um, Standing like, stock still since 2007. That's Yeah, exactly. It's like, what kind of dirt does he even have on a university that even lasts this long with the way the program is going? Like, oh, yeah. Amazing just impressive. He's got an well, amazing he's never warrior. had an awful season, right? It's been like maybe he wins four games or more a year. Yeah. So he just survives long enough to not get fired, I guess. You know that Middles, the athletic director, buys like six lottery tickets a day trying to help to hit it and <laughs> buy his contract out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when a contract like that just like if you really just want to leave like don't even upgrade just downgrade I mean go to FCS even if you're just willing to just keep doing that I mean but you don't I mean they really don't have a choice though as far as money goes they've got a because they're stuck you know they've written a check that their you know mouth so to speak can't cash you know they can't they can't get rid of him. The money is way too much. Unless they just get some Kanye West, Donald Trump money dude to come in and say, "Hey, you want a new coach? I'll pay for it. You good, bro?" The just like Nashville with- area is full of them. So honestly, why not? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll make sure to write to like Tim McGraw or somebody and be like, "Hey, can you fire him? Just give us enough money to fire him." Uh, but Western still got we got five teams that are still in Conference USA. It's us, MTSU, FIU, UTEP, and La Tech. Um, there's rumor of more teams coming to this zombie left of a conference, but you know it's not a competitive conference. Did you see my map that I made of what Conference USA will probably look like? <laughs> Maine and Eastern Washington, yeah. Hawaii, and Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii, Alaska. Hawaii. Nah, would be, that would yeah. be a great. Alaska needs to get a football team just so they can be rivals with Hawaii and it can be a battle for the best non continental state. Tell me that people would not watch that. That would be incredible. At 2 a.m., I would watch that. I would watch it at 2 a.m. I would get up just to watch that. I would love to see Western's players try and do the, what's it called, the haka? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a yeah. Um, so, Alex, what are your thoughts on this whole realignment talk? I just don't see why we're even holding out at this point. Like, it's going to do more harm than anything else. And realistically, we just got to leave. We have to leave. I don't care if it's the Mac at this point. Like, I can li- even though. Recruiting will probably be questionable in the MAC 
I could live with that. Or let's just pray that somehow the Sun Belt would be like, okay, we see you. No. Just come here. We'll work all that out. Just come here. Like, but yeah. I'm just worried about the recruiting really. standpoint, no matter where we go. Yeah, that's the that's my thing is is if we're stuck here at Conference USA and we get, you know, Missouri State or some of these other small schools trying to come in Conference USA, I just don't see it being competitive. It really and, wouldn't. It would give us no excuse to not dominate. We would have to dominate everything. Yes. 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 You would we would have to dominate just to make just to get recruits every year because they're gonna go to Marshall and some of those others that actually have a competitive conference. I don't see us going to the Sun Belt, and you know there's going to have to be something under the table there for us to be able to go back to the Sun Belt. Uh, but I just, it's just one of those things that you know I I think we've got to go somewhere, yeah. and of course the ads and everybody and the the main media people who think they know everything, they can say what they want about trusting the system and doing this and doing that, but. You know, we've got to go somewhere because if we don't, we're stuck in the water. We're dead in the water. Uh, Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, as time passes, the more concerned I get. And one of the things that I think is most interesting with all this, like you're talking about with recruits, like there's been one commit for the football team that's been blowing up my messages asking about, like, what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think we're going to end up? And just I've been trying to talk to them, trying to be like, hey, I mean, I'm sure they're working on it. I mean, they're all really smart. I mean, they hope that we move on to the Mac as well, which I, I completely agree with that. But it is it makes it kind of hairy when you have someone that's committed and, and they're really concerned about just being left behind in Conference USA as well. I mean, you don't want to start losing your commitments and stuff like that. Yes. So I think that's what's really important that they need to realize. And, of course, like I brought this up in my article talking about it. Like One of Todd Stewart's favorite quotes is, you're known by the company that you keep. And I don't see how the company that's going to be joining Conference USA is what he's going to be, uh, what he wants to be known with. I mean, like Tarleton State or like... Uh, like you said, Missouri State, all of these FCS schools promoting up to D1. I mean, it's not really the type of competition we want to have in our conference, I'm being honest. And also, I mean, who would have ever thought that we would be in this position when we left for CUSA, left the Sun Belt to CUSA? If we would have just stayed in Sun Belt, we'd be way better off than we are now, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we still have – I mean, Conference USA was good when we first got here, and we did achieve a lot of success, obviously, with all the titles that we've won in every sport, but especially, like, the two football championships, getting those – and being in 2015 and 16, that, that was probably the highlight of our time of Conference USA. But other than that, I mean, it, it, would it have been better if we had just not left the Sun Belt at all? I mean, I don't know, but I don't think so. Yeah. I still feel like we would have been very, yeah, yeah. I still feel like we would have been very overlooked if we stayed in the Sun Belt. So it was that situation where we had to make a move regardless, but. As thankful as I am for the time we spent, just the success we've achieved, not only like on the field, on the court, but having the most student athletes to achieve some form of achievement off the uh, off the field academically. But we're just in this position again, and it's just not getting any better because you see the American Athletic Conference going to 
get some of these guys from the conference they just jumped. We're still considering our options, but also time's kind of running out. And going back to what Jared said, you have people who actually want to come here and play and are very, very attentive and concerned about what's going on with the conference realignment situation. So it's like you have to make a move now or else you're just going to suffer. Well, I mean, they'll just decommit and just go somewhere else where that's more competitive and has a better chance for them to actually succeed after college. Um, I completely agree with everything you said there, though. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts, bud? Yeah, I mean, kind of like Jared said, just kind of pure depression. Um, (laughs) I I need therapy. No, I mean... Like, it, it's frustrating. You know, you think about the timeline, the first conference realignment. I think Western needs to be elite at the time that these conferences are looking in terms of, like, winning championships and at the top. If you think about it, when they were looking at the conference realignment, Western's football was down, the basketball was down. There wasn't anything good going on, and Western is not going to be able to make an argument without significant national branding at the time and so the first time we looked like a a trash program from um you know a small market and so now they're looking again and we haven't won conference usa in several years and we haven't we basketball still hasn't won we've won one regular season championship um women's basketball whatever when you look at it all those sports that might make any kind of difference to the conference are no good or, or haven't been elite the last little bit that they're looking at. So I think that that's frustrating because it's like, God, if they would have come looking in 2015 or 16 and were ranked in football and whatever, everybody's salivating over Coastal Carolina and whatever and Appalachian State because they're winning right now. If they weren't winning, they might not be that interested. But Yeah, it's all the recency bias. Yeah, I think that's part of That's frustrating. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I don't know where we're going to end up. Um, shout out to my dad. Who's been saying this was going to happen for like 20 years. And I'm like, you're crazy. It's a conspiracy theory. And he's saying like, there's going to be two divisions in, uh, the FBS and all the big schools are going to whatever. And I'm like, whatever, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Here we are. So I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah they're going to have a big super conference and it's going to be about 40 or 50 teams. And then there's going to be a second tier and Western may not even make the second tier. And it's just, it's unfortunate and it's really frustrating. Um, And then of course the one year where we have probably the best quarterback in the country, we can't even win because of how bad our defense is. So, I mean, that's so infuriating. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. (laughs) Yeah. That's God. Uh, I mean it, that that's infuriating. It's just really frustrating. You know, have a decent defense this year would be undefeated, or yeah. at least yeah. whatever and one six and yeah, one. Yeah, like five and one, six and one somewhere. Five and one, whatever it is. Exactly. I mean, I, I was actually just looking at some stats here. If this thing will respond, and the only, the only. Uh, the only team that actually has a decent record that's left in Conference USA in the future is UTEP. And they are like 6-1, and one, I think. Which yeah. I did see somewhere that possibly 
it's not set in stone, but it's just a recommendation. UTEP might join the Mountain West Conference, which is more idealistic than anything geographically. Yeah, yeah, geographic, and that's what I've always wondered all along: is why don't we do things more geographically than you know map out certain areas and be like, you got you got fifteen teams in this area, they, they'll play each other. Now, granted, like I'm not saying like Alabama or LSU or something like that, but you know, you've got a certain amount of teams that are all in the same group, and then they'll be in, like, eight different conferences. It's just never – I mean, like, look at Kentucky. Yeah, but – But I, I think it's interesting. I mean, with UTEP, they're making a big push to try to get college game day. And at, so far, it seems to be working, which is a crazy thing. I mean, it has way more steam than the one Marshall had for the 50th anniversary of the plane crash coming in. because they were playing freaking MTSU – for that game, had they been playing us or maybe like a big non-conference opponent, they probably could have got it. But UTEP is like six and one, and UTSA is nationally ranked, hasn't lost, and they've already moved the game to ESPN two, and they're still trying to push to get them to come to El Paso. Which, if you've ever seen UTEP's campus, is very interesting. It has like a lot of architecture from like Central Asia. That's inspired for like Bhutan. Like it's really interesting architecture. It's like the Sun Bowl, of course. That's where the game's going to be at. But if they were to host College Game Day, man, that would be a pretty big deal for UTEP. I mean, that would be a good, good matchup to show on College Game Day. But also, it just—it's a Texas thing. Like, when was the last time there was two under the radar teams from Texas over them? The Texases, the Texas Tech, A and M's, all that. Like. When was the last time you even seen that? Yeah. A long time ago, probably. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, Conference USA, I, I don't know what the future holds for the conference, but it's it's just not looking good. Um, so let's talk about some better news. Western played uh, Florida International on Saturday, and Western won 34-19. Uh, it, I think we all predicted at least that Western would win, but um, I just – my analysis is I don't think Western played as well as they should have. Yeah. Um, we'll go around the table real quick. Alex, what did you think of the game? Did you watch it or what do you think? I did a recap on the game. I wasn't able to watch it, but just from everything that I've looked up statistically and just like little clips – We've had a better offensive game more than anything. Sheriff Stearns, which is he's the number one receiver in the country in terms of production, so that's just a good takeaway from it. Also, the defense faced Tyrese Chambers, who was behind Sheriff, the second in Conference USA when it comes to production. He was a really good receiver. Warren Slogger is a really good quarterback. But going Shut in him down, if, really, right? Like yeah, like forty something yards, right? But the thing was, like, defense has not been up to speed all year. Yeah, and even in a game where we were the favorite, they still let FIU have like a short lead before we started putting points on the board. So I really don't know how that's going to look going towards the deeper half of the schedule. So at some point, the defense just has to tighten things up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I think course. the fact that we got 
seven sacks on Saturday. That was the most we've had yeah, all season in a game. So it's just like, why can't we get that? That's the only good takeaway I can take away for defense is the fact that they got off the quarterback. So it's like, why can't that happen the rest of the year? Or where was that against Indiana, for example? Not taking away from the Indiana loss. It was just like, we could have just did better on defense more than anything in games that we've honestly lost, like Indiana, Navy, and whatnot. Yeah. Army, Army, sorry. Well, I mean, the defense didn't do very – didn't do – in the second half, they did just enough. How about that? Um, in Pretty the much. first half, neither one of them actually played that well. Um, I, I, I honestly, like the offense in the first quarter, I don't even think they showed up. Devin, I, I want to go next because <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what y'all are looking at. Because, um, all right, man, you're up. All right, buddy. I kind of just stole it and took it, but anyway, um, not so yeah. fast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, when you look at this, the stats. Okay, we gave up 290 yards total. Okay, yeah. that's way less than anything we've done all year. We've done no less than I think like 400 and something against UT Martin, like low 400s or something, maybe mid 400s. That was the lowest yards output all year. We gave up 290, and there was one play that was 75 yards at the beginning of the game. So we gave up a little over 200 yards the rest of the game. We gave up 19 points, and seven of that was in garbage time right at the end of the game. We had seven sacks the most all year. Last week we had five sacks. So I think the defensive coordinator and his other staff have figured out how to get to the quarterback finally. Um, I think they're taking some more risks and it's paying off. This game, I think, was the best all-around defensive performance of the year, and I think you could argue they won the game versus the offense. Offense was decent. You know, they got a bunch of yards but didn't get a ton of points. Um, the defense did their job and kept them under 300. A re- By the way, FIU's a really good offense, and we kept them under 300 yards and sacked them seven times, so – I thought it was good, and I thought it was really encouraging um, that we found a way to win in a different way. I, I agree. Um, I'm not saying that they were poor. Um, I think they could have played better is what I'm saying. Right. Um, that's what I'm mean, getting they allowed, at, too. They allowed 28 yards rushing, so, I mean, that's great. Um, but there's stupid little things that Western did that we should have we should work on. Obviously, we had nine penalties for 67 yards. We lost a fumble. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the offense is going to keep powering through with Zap, who's just doing phenomenal. Um, and, I mean, the offense had 530 yards. But, like, in the first half, I think they could have done a lot better than what we what, what happened. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I didn't get to watch the game because of work, but I was keeping up with the score, and I was just like, what in the world is this? I think it was like some ridiculous <laughs> score when I checked it, and we or we were losing Six at first. Seven. Yeah, and then there was like that safety or something. I don't know. It was a weird score. But, <laughs> I mean, we ended up winning. I looked at the stats. I mean, it was pretty decent. I mean, Zappi still looks amazing. Stern still looks amazing. They're both getting a lot of national recognition. And, I mean, it's like I already said, it just ticks me off so much how we could have had an extremely special year this year had our defense carried their weight at all. 
and we could be getting all the recognition that like UTSA is getting right now if we were able to get a win over Indiana or Michigan State and be able to do all of that. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's always something. There's always something that's holding back one of Western's programs to getting to the top. I mean, other than volleyball, they're just always amazing. But, I mean, most of that is Travis Hudson, who's incredible. I mean, just make him coach everything, like EA Diddle did in the 20s. <laughs> let him coach basketball. Let him coach football. I mean, we'll just win everything with that way. It may take a few years, but, yeah, I believe we would be ranked in football if Coach Hudson took over. Um, <laughs> How awesome would it be to actually just see him call – a basketball exhibition game. It would be very interesting to see the volleyball skills, especially on defense, like just trying to. There'd be a lot of kills, aka block shots. <laughs> that would be really funny. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'll take that 30 block really shots funny. a game. Yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Somebody goes up for a layup and somebody just kills it right in their face. God, I'd watch basketball a lot more then. Anyway. Uh, I think we're all just still down about the uh, conference realignment talk. So let's look ahead to Charlotte here. Western plays Charlotte on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central on ESPN Plus again. And for the love of Jesus, ESPN Plus, can you find some camera people? <laughs> that was just no. an awful weekend for camera people because at the Titans like game, like I don't know if you saw this, Matt. But it was just one play during, like, the second quarter where the cameraman literally just fell asleep. Like, you could barely <laughs> see Patrick Mahomes' receiver getting the ball. Like, all you could just see is just after Mahomes threw the ball, just him walking. And I was like, who even caught that? Do we even stop him or allow a catch? Or I don't know. It's just been a horrible camera weekend, I guess. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily the camera guy's fault or if it's, like, the – what is it? The producer or whoever yeah, that's kind of like the telling trailer. them where to what camera Probably. to hit. But like, like at one point, I'm sitting here watching the game, and I was like, I could do better than this. Like, I what is too. this crap? <laughs> I just, you know, you're just like, like you'll be sitting there watching, and all of a sudden they're like doing some kind of zoom, zoom in and out real quick, and it's like, are you playing with the camera? What the? What you know? What is going on over here? Um, just checking the white balance on live TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, and I even it's bad even when the uh, p- the commentators are like, "Sorry about that, sorry about that," and you're yeah. like, "What the heck, guys? What is going on?" Um, I'm pretty sure there was a shot of the cheerleaders at one point in the game, and I was like, "Dude, like, what the hell? You're gonna look at cleavage while we're watching the football game? Come on, um, <laughs> the golden so, daggers, baby." Yeah, there you go. Which uh, so, speaking of, like. I don't know if uh, Matt, you watched the game, right? Um, not much of it. Okay. Well, anyway, you yeah, can just picture the. <laughs> okay, for those of you who didn't watch the game, you can still watch it on YouTube. Go to Hilltop Revolt. Dude does awesome. Uh, I don't know how he does it, but we've. I watched the game this afternoon, actually, getting ready for the show tonight, so I could talk about some stuff. But, um. The crowd size there was horrendous. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. It that was like is the victory. I don't know if y'all saw that, but like I think it was something about uh, deal with the morgue. Uh, basically, because it's <laughs> yeah. like like Devin, you remember when we played at FIU? It's seriously like yes. playing in front of a, a, a you know nothing. There's no one yeah. there, and then they'll yeah. announce you got like twelve thousand people at the game, and it's like there is no way there there weren't twelve hundred people. Unless they just didn't come in, I guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> they yeah. just tailgated the whole time. So. Matt, I was telling I was telling Jared I think last week about this, but like it, it was always funny to me when we'd be setting up for the game and you'd just hear this like Cuban music, like it was like Little Havana, and it's just <laughs> playing outside while they're tailgating, and you're just like, what the heck? Like I remember the first time I went to FIU and I was thinking, what the heck is this? And then it was like. Oh yeah. yeah, we're in Miami, so you know, obviously, yeah, they're and they're, they're right down there in the uh, the Cuban area of Miami too. So. Yes, I mean, and it's it's a nice area, and it was always nice when we went down there. But it was just one of those that you just like. It was a culture shock at first because you're like, "What the heck is this?" Um, <laughs> but we're not going to have a culture shock this week. We're going to be in, we're going to be at home against uh, Charlotte. It's 59 degrees. Western's an 18-point favorite. Um, of course, we got ba- we got Zap, who's literally one of the announcers said that he is throwing up numbers like a video game. Yeah, and I'm like, he's not wrong. The guy's the guy has played seven games and he's thrown for three thousand yards so far this season. It's insane, man. Twenty nine TDs so far. Um, so we got seven games in. Let me see how many games we got left. Real quick. Well, if you play I mean, like thirteen or like, if he continues this, I'm wondering if he can break like some kind of FBS record, which would be really cool. That would be amazing, and I think his draft stock, like him and Jared's draft stock, especially, is just going to go up. So that's one good thing about this season is just like you know what, them coming here was a move that paid off, especially for. Zach Kitley. So you're, it's interesting to see if Kitley's going to stay after this year or if he's going to take like a big job, per se. We have five games left, and I think, uh, what, three or four Zap could throw for over three or 400 yards easily. Um, I think 300 so, is just light work for him, honestly. I really do, too. Um, so, uh, Charlotte, let's see who they played. Charlotte has beat. They beat FIU forty-five to thirty-three. Uh, they beat. No, oh, they lost to Illinois twenty-four fourteen. Uh, they beat MTSU forty-two to thirty-nine, um, and they lost to FAU thirty-eight to nine. Just a few of their previous games they played. Um, they also beat Duke at the beginning of the year too. That was really big for like a few days. Yeah, yeah but Duke's Duke. I mean, if it was in basketball, it's that'd be a different a- story. A- but a- like. Bro. Oh, give them credit. I mean, that they've they're the only one I think with a power five win uh, in the conference. No. Yeah, Charlotte beat Duke. Did no, UTSA? They're not the only one. Yeah, yeah UTSA, UTSA beat UTSA Memphis beat too. They beat Illinois, and they beat Memphis. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, UTSA. That's the only two I believe that had a power five win this year. So I mean, even though it's Duke, give them give them a little bit. You know. Okay. But I think I think they've faded a little bit. I think they're the last okay. couple of weeks. They're kind of fading out, and okay, uh, yeah, I'll give them a a, a slow golf clap. There you <laughs> go. Anyway, uh, I mean it's Duke. I'm sorry, I can't give them credit for Duke because Duke is Duke. If they beat them in basketball, then I would be like, whoop whoop, that's great for whoop. you. But no, uh, so just kind of go around real quick, Alex. What are you expecting this weekend? Honestly, I just want a win at the house. The last time we've even won at home was the UT Martin game. 
So it's homecoming. There is really no excuse why we can't show up and beat Charlotte. But apparently Charlotte is ranked in the East Division above us. They have the better record at four and three, and they have the better home record. So it's one of those games where you cannot overlook anybody. Like, just how I'm going with the rest of the conference at this point. Like, we're getting better, but I don't want to start overlooking these teams. Charlotte could be a team that could come in and get, like, their second biggest win of the year. So we just got to start off hot. But other than that, I really do believe, like, Zappy is going to put up some good numbers. The crowd is going to help the defense out a little bit. So I could expect, like, maybe a 20-point-plus win. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Charlotte has been decent. I mean, they still have a better record than we do. So, I mean, I know we've played some tougher competition. They they got blown out by FAU recently, I think the last game that they had. And, I mean, had they won that, I guess they'd be sitting towards the top of the East right now, which is kind of hard to believe. I mean, this game is pretty important for us to win as far as if we want to even think about competing for a conference title which even though our record is like, well, like three and four right now, I mean, it's rough, but I mean, it's technically doable. I mean, we basically would have to win out and FAU lose some more than this Charlotte and them too, but it's still possible. I mean, we just got to go and show up and take each game that comes to us. But I mean, we definitely got to take care of business against Charlotte for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts going against Willie T later in the year too? Is he still here? I think he is. Hey, hey Matt. Oh, we can't hear Matt. He's driving through the abyss. That's what it is. He's hit the abyss. Uh, so I, I agree with you all. Uh, it's a definitely it's a must win. Uh, but I think the rest of the games in the conference are must win games. You know, we've got to win these. Um, so when we play, you know. We play Charlotte. We beat them. We're going to step up a little bit up the ladder. We got to beat FI, F, F, uh, oh, yeah. FAU, and um, then we got to beat Marshall. Yeah, and, yeah. Can there you hear he me? is. Yeah, we can hear you. Hey guys, can you hear me? Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, hey, I got home, so I'm in the dead zone. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, I appreciate our listeners so much, just so you all know. You made it this far. You're a real one. Yes. yes. We have the most dedicated listeners. Um, Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to get my cup and string here me? in a second. No. Connect to your Wi-Fi. There he is. Hey, Governor. Hey, man. I don't know. I'm dry. I'm driving back into town. Uh, I was about to send a pigeon for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear any of that crap? I was talking. Good, a little bit. It just came really. No, good. yeah, it not was, really. Hey, it really good. That was good. Right. That was really good. I, I, I agreed 100 percent with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, it's all good. <laughs> Don't even crap. Split it. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you now. Yes, yes. It's like that. Okay. Team All right, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, I think we should beat. Did you hear that? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just got home and I'm back on Plano, man. Um. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte. I think I think we should beat them, but I do think that there's some things to be concerned about. They can run the ball, um, and we've had issues stopping the run. Um, and they can score. They've had a few games that they've scored, but they're also inconsistent offensively. So I think we just need to to outscore them, and I hope the defense works itself out and continues to get a little bit better. So. <laughs> All right. Well, tell your wife hello. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I completely agree with that. I mean, we got to have the defense. We need to have some stops on defense for sure to uh, help the offense out. Any little bit helps as far as that goes. I mean, because this game could be one of those that they just go wild and, you know, throw up, you know, 30 points easy. But as long as we just keep outscoring them and Zap keeps doing his thing, Cofield and Stearns are doing theirs, I think Western's got it in the bag, hopefully. Yes. Um, so finally tonight, here in the last few minutes, we'll talk about our least favorite candy that we like that other people do not like. Uh, so I'll go first, just to kind of throw it out there. I like gobstoppers. And on a list, I googled top ten worst candies. Uh, gobstoppers was actually number six. Hmm. I could not believe that. So anyway, Alex, what is your favorite? What is a candy you like that no one else does? I'm just going to be really cliche, and then I have – I actually have two. One's going to be very cliche. The other one's just going to be weird. It's like a newfound favorite. One is definitely candy corn. I can definitely put down some candy corn. The holiday edition, the little black autumn edition to where it's got little, it's kind of like Thanksgiving edition candy corn, essentially. And then the second one, which kind of caught me off guard the first time I tried it, Haichu. What? Haichu. It's like taffy. It's kind of like a poor man's version of Laffy Taffy, but it's more fruit based. Like it kind of has that little fruit center in the middle. So it's like, Star if Starburst and Laffy Taffy had like a legitimate child, <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird. Your analogy was, was weird, so that, that helps. Yeah, hey, it's it's me. You can take what you get. I'm sorry. So I, I've heard of a interesting trick you can do with candy corn. If you buy cashews and put candy corn into like a jar or something. And eat them together. It tastes just like payday. Oh, I'm not willing to do that though. Why would you not? Too much work. Just eat a payday. (laughs) Yes, that's too much work. I rather just get a payday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jared, what do you got, bud? God, I don't know what people consider unpopular, but I like those little strawberry candies that you could find at like any grandma's house in America that you have no idea where they come from, but they just are there. Like, yes. personally, I love those things, as well as, like, the little butterscotch ones, too. Like, I love any butterscotch. Oh, yeah. But, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, also, like, the little marshmallow cups. Like, those are really underrated. Not like a Peeps, but it's like, uh, it looks like a Reese's cup, but it's filled with, like, marshmallow cream instead of peanut butter. I like those as well. They're not very popular, but I'll throw down <laughs> on those. Yeah, I was asking my wife earlier. I was like, so what do you think would be like an unpopular candy that I like? 
And she's like, I don't know. Do you like those peanut butter things that are in the bla- the brown, not the brown, the orange and black wrappers? Reese's? <laughs> no, no, no. They're not Reese's. They're the, uh, it's like the thing that if you put it in your mouth, you'd like choke to death. Is it like the one with the plain orange label? Yes. That's just wrapped yes. around? I thought that was like peanut butter chocolate infused or something. I have no idea, but it's like a, it's almost like a taffy or something. It's pretty bad as far as that goes. You get those like every single Halloween year, like. Yes. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you're good. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess now that you. All right. Like I was trying to. Go ahead. I was trying to think of, of something that was just like off the beaten path or something. Like I think I'm normal. So, you know. I know me too. No, I don't know. I mean, um, that actually that candy you were talking about—the little taffy stuff that nobody likes—I actually really like that stuff, like that kind of fruity taffy. (laughs) I really like it. Okay. Um, So maybe that's mine. I don't know what it's called, but it's good, and I'm gonna stick to that. Uh, So, like, I don't know if your old neighborhoods are like this, but when my wife and I lived in Plano it was the wildest thing to see people trick or treating <laughs> like, cause it's not just like, you know, like a few people going from house to house, your neighbors come over, whatever. It's like people come out with trailers and four wheelers and they go from like neighborhood to neighborhood, getting as much candy as they possibly can. I Matt, mean, can you agree with this? I would say that no, that's no, pretty, pretty realistic about Plano. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it it's not even a joke. It's it is very bizarre. It was one of the first things that I was just like, like it was almost like if we don't have candy, we can't pay the great pumpkin and he'll eat us or something. I don't know. It was just weird, like how many people were out to get candy. Yeah, and it's like, good God, people. right? Uh, true. It's like um, a you know pretty uh, upper income area. It's not like they're you know starving or something. Like, why are people like yeah, wild but, animals? But That's it's how it usually <laughs> is in like my parents' neighborhood. Basically, like up until like from high school up until I left to go to college up here in Bowling Green, we lived like in front of a subdivision. So it was like this two lane road. There was a church across the street. Obviously, it was still kind of a busy highway going out of Mayfield into the county. And then right next door, like maybe two houses on the right, is this subdivision. So pretty much the police block off like that particular strip of road just because it's still a busy two-lane highway either way. And everybody just goes to the house that my parents are at before they go into the back of the subdivision. So it was just this little entryway. So we got a lot of traffic during Halloween. And mostly in a small town, the upper-income houses give out the best candy and often have the most craziest displays. Like a guy dressing up as Jason laying in a coffin and then just popping out with a chainsaw chasing me. <laughs> so, uh, well, when my wife and I were in, in Plano, um, like we really didn't plan on trick or treaters or anything. Cause we're, you know, like college age kids. We really didn't care. So we'd always just leave the lights off and, you know, we'd buy a bag of candy and just take care of it ourselves. So <laughs> one year we were one year I was, I think I was in Florida. I can't remember where I was, uh, with the team. And she was at home and she, t- she calls me and tells me this story. This, this little kid comes to the door. 
hits the doorbell or whatever. And of course my wife's watching TV and she's like, what the heck? Who is here? So she goes to the door and his kid's like trick or treat. So she goes and gets the candy. Well, we've eaten everything except for like three musketeers. So she hands him this bucket of three musketeers and the little kid looks her dead in the eye and go, is that it? <laughs> She's like, take it or leave it, kid. That's when you just take the candy from and say, get lost. Exactly. Shut the door and then go. You're on one. Give him an apple and toothpaste. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, ramen noodles. Be like, this goes a long it. way more than three musketeers. Save it for college, kid. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> you did the Bobby Petrino and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just start screaming. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys. Uh, so Wesher's going to be playing Charlotte on ESPN Plus at 4 p.m. Eastern on the 30th. Uh, if you can't find the game, hopefully, you know, maybe you'll be able to get it on. Uh, check out YouTube. You can watch it on Hilltopper Vault. Um, usually the next day he'll have it up, and you can follow along and see how the game goes if you want to see it. Um. There's basketball too Monday. I don't know if it'll be on TV, but hopefully, like WKU PBS at the least. Are the exhibition okay. games free? Sure, I don't know about free, but I mean, I don't feel like it'd be expensive to see Campbellsville <laughs> and the University of Cumberland's like the Friday afterward. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know yeah, if they're I mean, free now. Yeah, I would just follow the towel rack to check out and see if they have any updates later on. Bro, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do a plug I'll find, here, okay? I'll find out by game day, hopefully. I don't know. There you go. So Good hopefully we'll have a game day article out for the exhibition. Yeah, better than the BG media. One of these days I'm going to make an article headline and be like answering some question. The article is just going to say, I don't know, and that's it. Good <laughs> <laughs> on women's basketball. Uh, if no. you made it this far in the episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Uh, it was a lot of fun tonight, guys. I appreciate you all coming on. Um, glad uh-huh. to have everybody back on. It's always fun to have the crowd. Um, Charlotte on the 30th, this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, ESPN+. Plus. You can listen on the IMG Sports Network. Um, but as always, guys, go Tops. Get it, go Tops. Go Tops. Go tops.